Welcome to NRL.com's preview podcast for round 16, taking a look at all eight games uh, coming up in this weekend in the Telstra Premiership. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined as always by NRL.com crack reporter Alicia Newton. Alicia, thank you for dialing in. Not a problem, CK. Good to be back. And veteran journalist Marty Lenahan once again is on the preview. Marty, thank you. Hey, guys. And it's our very great uh, pleasure and privilege this week to welcome from the Canberra Raiders halfback, Sam Williams. Sam, thank you for dialing in. Yeah, no worries, guys. Thanks for having me on. I guess, um, first of all, congrats are in order. The big uh, triple figures milestone this weekend's been a little bit of a, a journey, but um, yeah, it's a, a big number. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's it's a goal I've I've, I've always had. It's um, you know, there's been times where I've, where I've left the um, NRL and and been overseas, and um, obviously that that pulls up your NRL games at times. But it um, you know, it's been a, a really a really great journey and um, you know it's it's a proud moment for myself to be able to reach the hundred games and um, I've got a lot of family and friends from Cooma who will be up for the game and uh, yeah hopefully we can get a win. Obviously like you said racked up some appearances overseas as well do you feel like you probably could have got to 100 a bit quicker though if you hadn't been so committed to uh, sticking with the green machine? Yeah, it's it's funny that there's sort of been times where there's been opportunities to leave and and go to other clubs. But I mean, if you're happy when you're going into work each day and your and your mates are there and um, the relationship I've got not only with Ricky and the coaching staff, but um, Don Ferner, our CEO, and all the all the employees within the club, it um, it really does feel like home and and the workplace and you see the smiling faces when you go in each day. So leaving the club to play NRL, it's, um, you know, it's wonderful if you're playing NRL, but there's a, a lot more time goes into a week than just the 80 minutes on the foot on the field. So you've got to be able to enjoy going in every day and, um, and enjoying the grind of training because it's not always easy, but uh, when you're going into a place like Canberra, we, we have a really good club environment and um, it makes it easy to go in there and, and train and, um, you know, the, the games, as I say, are a bonus, but everything else that goes with it is the important thing. You talk about going into uh, to work each day. You've obviously, been in the system a long time. George Williams granted a, a release. You, you're in the, the NRL side alongside Jackie week to week at the moment. So I guess the, the fact you have been there a long time, you, you know Jack really well, you know the systems really well, it makes it a um, pretty seamless transition. Yeah, look, we do a lot of work together as a um, halves pairing and we've always got four or five halves within the squad who train during preseason as well. So you try and get as much as you can in uh, as a combination as you possibly can uh, in these sort of situations. And, and next week, Jack, uh, he'll have origin again and you're likely to miss the, uh, miss the Manly game. So once again, there'll be someone else in there in the halves and it's going to be the work that we put, put in throughout the week in the preseason that make it a little bit, a little bit more seamless. So um, knowing Jack's game plan, it hasn't been too big a change. He's become quite a dominant voice on the field as well. So that's probably the biggest area of his growth over the last few years is, uh, is learning to control the team. And his natural brilliance has always, uh, it's always been there. Condensed ladder at the moment, Sammy. You guys are in 10th place. I mean, have you focused much on, I guess, the back end of the year or is it about getting through this week and then obviously have another break and then into the second half? Yeah, no, we, we have. We've spoken about last weekend we got away and we had um, had a little bit of time to, to freshen up and try not to think about football. I'm, I'm sure a few clubs were in the same sort of boat that it's just getting that time away from the game is 
um, is important and being able to switch off from rugby league because it's such a consuming game. And, and when you're losing the, um, the spotlights on you even more. So we got away and came back this week and had a really good chat. And I think everyone's just really excited to, to get into the back half of the season. And um, although we've started the season a little bit slow, we, we know there's still time and we know that we've got a squad who can win football games. And I think over the next sort of month of football, uh, you can really change your season and, We've got some games um, against sides who aren't in the top four as such. So, you know, we've, we've got to make sure we make them count. And this weekend, you've got a, a Titans side who are desperate to win as well. And they would have done the exact same thing that we did. So um, it's, it starts this week and um, the rest of the season can then roll on from, from this week. What have you sort of made of the Titans? They're a bit up and down this year, um, a bit unpredictable. Yeah, they're a squad that's growing. And um, a few years ago, I was part of a side that was probably in a similar position to them where we were still growing and we we had some really good moments and some good games, but that we lacked their consistency. So they're a side that's, I think, over the last 18 months have really grown as a club and as a team. And we know how good they can be as well. They've they've had some big scalps over that time. And I think um, last week we had a Dragon side that have been in that boat a little bit as well in terms of their consistency. And we went down to, to Wollongong and they played some good football in some tough conditions. So we've got to make sure that what we what we produce on Saturday night is is warrant to a side that's going to be very hard to beat. And they've obviously got some some real strike there. Um, Dave Fafita is the obvious one who um, he's, you know, he's starting to understand his combinations around him on the field. And uh, we've got to try and nullify these sort of players that um, that can win games for them single-handedly. Sam, you mentioned, uh, mate, going into work, the happy, smiling faces and what a good place it is to be. Sounded a lot like NRL.com, actually. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> mate, how was it uh, How was it when, I, think, I guess, Ricky found it going tough when there's a lot of talk about the second-half fade-outs and he, I guess a lot of those press conferences become a bit of a grind for him. What was the feeling like in the... The camp, I mean, he always seemed to suggest that you guys were good internally, no matter what anybody else was saying. Yeah, it is. It's, um, as I said earlier, I think so much of the game, it, if, if you're winning the, those sort of, the scrutiny about it that comes with, with a team under pressure and, um, you know, it might be off field or in this case, it was in the second half, it, um, it's amplified so much through the, the rugby league media. And we, we're pretty lucky down here at times we can sort of get away from a little bit of that noise and, and a lot of the players, they don't, they don't watch a lot of news or a lot of rugby league um, you know, uh, shows because of that reason that um, sometimes there's outside noise that's just so far from the truth. And um, obviously we, we, we have conceded some second halves, but it's not, doesn't come down to anything that we know internally. Um, Ricky was really good. He's, he's been quite, quite positive in, in some situations where, uh, he probably had the right to to blow up and give us a serve, but he, um, you know, he understands how much effort we put into the game each week and how much effort we put into training to make sure we win. It's it's a group who's who's really close, and every week we try and um, we try and win together. It's not about an individual. So uh, he's been really good. Uh, obviously, a little bit frustrated at times, but apart from that, he's been um, quite positive around training. Absolutely.
Sammy, just looking at your uh, team sheet for this week, it's pretty similar to last round against the Dragons, but with one very notable change, the great man, the skip, is back on the field. I don't know if we were quite expecting him. Uh, you know, us outside the club didn't know when he was coming back, but it's uh, fantastic to see him uh, back out on the field. And uh, I can imagine the, the excitement amongst the playing group to have him back out there is pretty high as well. Yeah, for sure, mate. He, um, you talk about spiritual leaders around the place and, and people who um, who epitomise being a clubman and, and a raider. And, and Jared's he's the person. He, um, everything he does is about this club. And every game he's played, he, he always wears his heart on his sleeve. And um, I think we all love playing with him. Um, I love having him back because he can goal kick as well. So I don't have to worry <laughs> about that. Um, but he, um, he's a he's a good mate of mine, and we've 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 played a lot of football over the years. He, um, we came through the junior Raiders as early as Harold Matts together, and um, you know the vast majority of my career has been with him in the centres and him kicking goals. So you know, I think I know I'm very excited to have him back. His leadership on the fields, uh, it's it's just as important as what he does with it with the football, and um, I think he's going to yeah you know really bring a new buzz to the to the team again this week. Absolutely, mate. Well, exciting times. Uh, glad to see him back. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, best of luck this weekend uh, against the Titans. And, and thanks for joining the NRL.com preview podcast. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. We will get cracking on the uh, the rest of round 16. It starts on Thursday night with the Roosters hosting the Storm. Uh, or I say hosting, but it's been moved up to uh, Newcastle, obviously, with the Sydney uh, COVID lockdown bubble situation. Um, Marty, I'll start with you. The the Roosters are a pretty poor record against the other heavyweights of the comp over the past year or two. Um, and Storm, as we've seen, just absolutely dominant uh, so far this year. What do you make of this one? Yeah, it was interesting that uh, the Roosters' record sort of came up for a bit of discussion. I guess uh, they've been such a powerhouse for so many years, you sort of assume that they would be going better against the uh, the top sides. I mean, obviously, they've had their problems this year, most notably with uh, with their injuries and done it pretty tough in that regard. So it's a, it's a really interesting one taking this game to Newcastle, I guess. It's uh, for both of these sides. I mean, it's, Newcastle's a great rugby league town and uh, I'm sure they'll get right behind the game but it's I guess it's a match the Roosters would love to have had uh, in Sydney in front of their own fans so it's it's, look there's a lot of this uh, uncertainty going around at the moment for a lot of sides so I guess both very professional sides they'll deal with it but uh, the Roosters would like to I guess make a bit of a statement about that uh, record against some of these top sides and this might be a good place to start. Leisure, uh, Sam Walker comes back after a bit of a rest for his shoulder. And I think uh, it sounds like the Origin guys are, are going to back up. So it's probably not too far away from being the strongest team that the Roosters can put out, obviously, minus all their, their big name long-term injuries. Yeah, that's it. And I think even that's, you look at the spine with Sammy Verrills there as well. He hasn't played much footy this year. Um, you know what you're going to get with James Tedesco, what a game he played on Sunday night. Mm. Um, but yeah, Sammy Walker, I think Robbo said earlier this week, you know, if he, he wanted if he had th- three shoulders um he's hoping he hadn't because he's just been plagued with injury this year um you know his upper body's been tested out which we've sort of spoken about all year that teams will target him physically so um yeah he's, he's back and coming off that loss a couple of weeks ago against Penrith you know the Roosters will take a bit out of that that first half but um yeah they need to get a whole lot better if they want to sort of match up with Melbourne um because you know, they're, they're pretty fresh and, and coming off a massive win against the Tigers previously. 
What about the Storm, Marty? I mean, we don't even really talk about their team changes every week because they just always seem to have some fresh injuries or, or blokes coming in and out. And like we've said, probably every week for the past couple of months, it doesn't really seem to matter. I think both Bromwich brothers come back in um, for this one. I'm a little bit curious to see how guys like Munster and, and Kafusi go, who um, had such a, a big disappointment in, in Origin 2, and whether they can sort of bounce back in, in their club form, like, for example, Daly Cherry Evans was able to do after Origin 1. Yeah, it's got to be pretty demoralising, I would have thought. And you'll see the flip side, obviously, with a lot of very uh, confident and happy Blues players who go back to their teams. But, uh, yeah, I think Cameron Munster particularly has found himself in a bit of a spotlight for a few uh, incidents. Now he didn't get charged out of the one out of the second origin game. So we move on. But I think he'd, he'd be getting a bit frustrated. You could see, you mentioned Daly Cherry Evans. I mean, his frustration on uh, Sunday night was just clear for everybody to see. I think they... Yeah. Queensland started that game better for 15 minutes, but you don't you don't win Origin games in, in the first 15 minutes, and they just couldn't go on with it. So I, I think Munster's certainly uh, ready to bounce back. If he needs a bit of a lift, his mate Josh Adokar, who was on the uh, winning side, I'm sure he can give him a bit of a uh, pick me up. I'm sure he's great for the attitude around the place, uh, Josh. So look, I think they uh, they should be too good. The Storm, as you said, the Bromwich brothers both back in. That's big for them and. Look, they'll be looking forward to Brian Pappenhausen. I guess he's still about a month away, but he's going to be if he if he gets right and comes back into that side, it'll just give them a huge boost as they head towards the finals. Not that uh, Nico Hines has done anything wrong, of course. Mm. That's one tip for Storm, Alicia. Yep, Storm for me as well. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to have to tip Storm. I think it's. Um... Yeah, Roosters just having a little bit of a struggle against the uh, the top teams. Anyway, second game of the round, the Warriors and the Dragons uh, up there at Gosford, 6pm Friday. Um, Alicia, I'll start with you. Warriors, a uh, little bit new look this week. Dallin White, Tennis Lesniak and Chad Townsend, both into the back line. A little bit of, um, you know, mid-season reinforcements for them. Obviously, Chanel Harris-Tavita out, perhaps not for the season as we first fear, but certainly out um, medium term. What, what do you sort of think about the changes for, for the Warriors? Well, we always sort of see a club each year, you know, get a couple of mid-season signings and it, and it boosts them. And in this case, it has to be for the Warriors. Um, you know, with Tini's Lesniak, for me, I think he needed a new home after the Bulldogs. We all know what he did at Penrith and, you know, he was Kiwi fullback three years ago. So we know we've got plenty of potential. It's just his carries back, I think, is going to help the Warriors. It's something that they've missed this year with no Fusatua and, you know, Ken Mamalo obviously going to the Tigers. Um, but then Chad Townsend's that missing link, you know, experience-wise in the spine. Um, you know, with Chanel Harris-Tavita now out, um, you know, he comes in and he can sort of control it and allow Cody Nicarima to to run amok. So I like both those signings, especially for this year, obviously, that um, in Townsend's case, it's only a short-term one. Um, and, you know, this was a pretty tough game for me to pick, but I think, you know, the Warriors are on paper have got that balance now. So I expect them to perform much better in this second half of the year. Yeah, I do like Townsend as a mid-year pickup for them. I mean, particularly with Harris Tavita out, but also the fact that he's probably more of that steady controlling influence. He's not one of the sort of the more flashy off-the-cuff players. I think he might be quite good for Reese Walsh as well. I know Walsh is out this week um, with that hammy that he tweaked in uh, in Origin Camp, but he should be back um, hopefully in a week or two. Um, Marty, uh, thoughts on this one? The Dragons obviously uh, got away with that win over the, the Raiders um, before the, the rep round by um, you know Tarek Sims uh, playing some fantastic footy. They've got two Queenslanders bouncing off a, a loss. Uh, Jack DeBellin back in the, the starting side. Matt Dufty displaces Tyrell Sloan um, at the back. Bird returns to the centre, so quite a few team changes for them. 
they would have taken a lot out of that uh, win over Canberra. I, uh, I watched that game myself up till half time and thought they were looked anything but winners, the Dragons, on that night. Some uh, pretty ordinary defence in the first half and they really lifted. So I think Matt Dufty's obviously a good in, as, as good as uh, Tyrell Sloan was in his debut. That was another fantastic. We've had so many good debuts by young blokes this year with their, their family in the crowd and mm. really uplifting. But uh, Matt Dufty's obviously a player they want there. And look, they've got a pretty uh, a steady sort of lineup. But I, I have to agree that the Warriors certainly a uh, vastly different look and a couple of really good additions, those two guys you spoke about. So... I reckon this will actually be a really uh, a really tight game. I think the Dragons can probably just roll on with that momentum from the Canberra game. And, you know, both of these sides are just in that mix, I guess, around the, the bottom half of the eight. The Dragons are in it. The Warriors are just out. So uh, I think the Dragons might be able to go on with the job. Alicia? I went the Dragons, but with no confidence at all. Yeah, tough one to pick. I am. I'm going to take the Warriors. Um, a bit worried it might take uh, Chad and, to a lesser extent, Dale, a little bit of time to get bettered into the the systems. But um, yeah, just up there, sort of adopted home at Gosford against a Dragon side that's up and down. I'm, I'm leading to the Warriors because it's one that could go absolutely either way. Now the blockbuster Friday night. 8 p.m. out there at uh, Blue Bet Stadium. Um, Marty, I'll start with you. I guess Nathan Cleary, an absolutely enormous out for Penrith, but um, we saw them beat the Storm earlier in the year without him, with Luai and Burton sort of running the show in the halves. The rest of the Origin contingent uh, sounds like they're backing up, um, up against a Parramatta side that scored almost 120 points in their past three wins, I think, bouncing back from a, a few losses earlier on for them. What do you make of this one? Oh, this will be a cracking game. I think, uh, yeah, the loss of Cleary is huge. I mean, it's, uh, I guess, good news in a way for them that they've uh, said he's going to take four to six weeks to, to rehab and then make his way back later in the season. So they've got that to look forward to. And they've obviously got a bit of a buffer in terms of if they do lose a couple of games while he's out there, uh, they're certainly cemented up in the top four. So Dylan Edwards is another big loss for them. He's got a foot injury. Yeah. So a bit of shuffling there in that back line. But as you said, the guys, Blue Eye and... Uh, Burton in the halves. I mean, they're still uh, a pretty elite halves pairing. I would have thought Jerome Lewis just got enormous confidence out of his two origin games. So this should just be an absolute uh, cracker of a game. Two of the real premiership contenders. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to it. Alicia, Brent Naden playing his, um, his first game in a, a very long time, or his first NRL game in a very long time. Um, listed on the wing, Charlie Staines at fullback. Stephen Crichton, who was standing in for uh, Dylan Edwards when he was early, earlier in the year, sticking in the uh, the centres, uh, along with Tyrone May, potentially just down to a shortage of centres with Momorowski out injured and um, obviously Robert Jennings out injured as well. Yeah, it's a bit of a tough one. When I sort of looked at it, I would have thought that you know, Crichton back to fullback. He wasn't necessarily too terrible when he when he played there, you know, past previous times with Dylan Edwards out. And then Charlie Staines has played quite well in the wing. So whether it's a bit of a smoke screen and, and Ivan might make a bit of a late change. I'm a bit worried there about Tyrone May in the centres. He's obviously had a bit of a rough patch. Um, you know, despite Penrith going well, he him in the halves didn't work out too good. And um, you know, he's more of a utility forward off the bench, if anything. So um, yeah, whether they make a couple of late changes, we'll have to wait and see. But um, they're a bit light on at the moment in the backs. But yeah, on Brent Naden, obviously, he's had to wait a long time to get back in this Penrith team. You know, obviously, um, you know, he signed with the Bulldogs for next year. So we know future-wise, he's not at Penrith. Um, but it's just a matter of how much he can sort of repay his teammates after that uh, off-field indiscretion in uh, grand final week in October. 
What do you make of the Eels? Still no uh, Reid Marnie, although he can't be too far away. Um, Junior Paulo backing up from Origin, like Acevo back from uh, suspensions. They're not too far off being um, full strength other than other than Marnie. Yeah, I like them this week. I think, um, you know, they're coming off pretty much no players except for Paulo um, in Origin. They're fresh. Um, they played quite well against the Bulldogs, sort of, you know, weathered the storm early and then were able to put on some points in that second half. So, um, yeah, I think they're they're pretty well balanced, and if anything, they'd probably go into this game. Um, I reckon favourites. I've tipped them. You've tipped them, Marty. How do you see this one panning out? Yeah, I'm really interested to see how Mitch Moses goes. I think he's a bit of an origin audition for him. I guess the the halfback spot yeah. opens up. We look at guys like him, Adam Reynolds, uh, even Mitchell Pearce. I believe might uh, might th- uh, be a chance of. Uh, putting his hat in the ring there as well for New South Wales. So, or whether they just switch around the guys have already got in the team, but yeah, big night for Mitchell Moses. I do think that, uh, yeah, I like the look of Parramatta. I think they can get the job done. Yeah, I mean, on the origin stuff, I almost wonder if they just, um, you know, give Luai the keys, put Jack White in the starting side. He's sort of, you know, been biding his time on the, the bench, been very patient, been good around the group without getting a lot of minutes on field. And that sort of allows them to then bring in someone like, you know, Appy Coruscant, who's been 18th man the past two games. Maybe that's the, the path of least disruption. But yeah, like you say, Reynolds, Moses Pierce, all a chance of donning the number seven um, as well. Um, and yeah, for my tip, I think, I think I'm going to stick with Penrith. It's, um, yeah, yeah, Cleary out and obviously uh, Edwards out at the back. Uh, you know, half of your spine is um, a big loss to, to cover, but uh, a lot of st- good players obviously still, still in that Penrith team. So I'm leading to, to Panthers, but it should be an absolute cracker. Uh, Saturday footy kicks off at 3 p.m. at Bankwest Stadium with the Bulldogs and the Sea Eagles. Um, Marty, I'll start with you. Bulldogs, mass changes, obviously five players um, in isolation due to a, a COVID breach heading out to a hotel they probably shouldn't have been at. Um, you know, all already rank outsiders against the Seagulls team that's been pretty phenomenal um, over the past couple of months. How do you see this one? Yeah, Desi Hazel's been able to pretty much uh, put the same 17 names down on paper every week and you can just see the consistency they're playing with. They uh, got off to a slow start against the Titans in their last game and uh, and just went berserk. They're, uh, they're a very good side. They're in great form. Tommy Trebojevic playing well, probably the elite football of the season there at fullback, and he'll come back pretty confident. Only Jake Trebojevic missing, of course. So, uh, yeah, I would think that they, look, they'll be way too good. As you said, massive disruption for the Bulldogs. They would have been huge underdogs anyway, and to have all those guys out of their side and be dealing with that uh, is not ideal because they have started to find, I reckon, a bit more consistency and a little bit of form. So they probably would have considered themselves an outside chance without all the uh, without all the dramas they're facing. Good to see Corey Allen back. He's been out for a, a long time after, uh, I think it was round nine, he went out of the side. So good for him to be back. But yeah, you'd have to say Manly would just be packing uh, way too many punches there. Alicia, this dogs team, I mean, aside from the five breaches, they've also lost Adam Elliott and Chris Smith to sort of medium-term injuries as well. Some of the guys in on the bench, you know, Chris Patolo, Bailey Biondi, Odo and then uh, Falaki Komanu in the centres. These are not household names by a long stretch. Some of them I hadn't even heard before. I mean, uh, do you know anything about the the new guys that are coming in? And, and either way, do you do you give the Bulldogs much of a chance of overcoming this disruption and, and putting in a competitive performance against Manly? No, I don't know where they where they're all sort of from and what their backgrounds are in terms of footy. But um, you know, I think if anything, also that might work in their advantage going in you know, a bit of unknown. They're a bit naive to to the NRL and 
I guess Manly probably wouldn't have too much info on them either. So looking forward to just seeing how they play. And for the Bulldogs, you know, this is there's no better time to sort of blood them either. You know, we where there are where they are on the ladder. Um, you know, Kyle Flanagan coming back. I'm more interested to sort of see what he can do. He's obviously under a bit of pressure, signed with the club on big money, and was in the side at the start of the year, and has pretty much you know got his got his chance back through through Brandon Wakem uh, being in isolation. So. Um, if him and Jake Averillo can sort of steer the players around and, and the forwards do their job, then they might be able to match Manly for a little bit. But Manly, just, they're just coming into it at the right time of the year and looking at their draw, um, you know, they've got, I think, six games at home in the last 10 weeks. They've got only Melbourne and Parramatta um, in, the, in the top four, basically, that they're, sorry, top eight that they're going to play. So they're very well on their way to the finals, just a matter of how high they can, they can go. So uh, I think that's three tips for Manly, safe to say. Uh, moving straight yep. on. Um, we've sort of covered the, the Raiders and the Titans uh, with Sammy, but um, I guess just a quick word on the, the Titans. Marty, I'll start with you. They've been, um, you know, capable of scoring plenty of points, but it seems like no matter how many they score, they're capable of conceding um, even more. Can you uh, can you find any reason to be confident in the, the Titans this weekend? Uh, no, I can't see, Kay, unfortunately for... Titans fans, I think they're just uh, wildly inconsistent. You know, it's just an absolute roller coaster ride. They've certainly got some talent in that side, no doubt about it. But uh, we spoke about guys coming off origin, probably not uh, with any great confidence or get a boost out of last weekend. Certainly, uh, for Feeder and, and Tino in that uh, in that category, they'll be wanting to put in a big performance. You think? I think both of those guys. In, in a disappointing Queensland side all round, they really would have, they would have, people would have expected more of them. I think they would, they would look like they'd be a sort of dynamic part of that Queensland side and didn't offer a lot. So um, there's no doubt the Titans will put points on the board. They'll, they'll do that. But as you said, they just, uh, they don't seem to be able to stop them and they don't seem to be able to put together a full 80. So you'd have to think Canberra playing at home. There's a lot to play for. As Sammy Williams said, you know, they've, they've had some dramas with their second halves, but they've, Stayed pretty tight down there. Ricky's been rock solid, and I think they uh, they can sort of start to turn things back around now. One tip for Canberra, Alicia. Yeah, I've gone Canberra as well, but I give Titans every chance down there. Like Raiders haven't been too impressive at all in the second halves games, as we've mentioned, and um, you know Titans are nearly at full strength, and they're the type that will win when you least expect them to. So I definitely give them a chance. Yeah, I'm going to tip Canberra. I'd feel rude inviting Sammy Williams onto the podcast and tipping him to lose. So uh, Canberra for me. Moving on to the Knights and the Cowboys. Um, the third Saturday game up there, uh, McDonald Jones Stadium. Alicia, I'll start with you. Jake Clifford up against his uh, his former team, um, a coachless team, as it turns out. Todd Payton forced into a couple of weeks uh, isolation with some uh, COVID-related uh, dramas up there in uh, in Townsville. Uh, Callum Ponger, a long-awaited return for uh, for Newcastle. So they got him and um, and Pierce. Probably, I mean, you'd say their their best spine back now. Clifford and Pierce in the halves with Braley and Ponger all on the, the field at the same time. So other than um, you know a few. Forwards and um, I think one or two backs, Bradman Best and Edric Lee missing. They're probably the, the strongest team they've named in a while. Yeah, they're in a pretty similar boat, you know, to the Raiders, especially on the ladder, whereas they can really make a push in this second half of the season with the draw they've got and, um, you know, getting a few players back over the next couple of weeks. But I'm interested to see what happens with Kalen because I think he's had about three false starts where he's, mm. you know, he's in and then he's just been ruled out the day before game. So, 
um, yeah, obviously if he plays, it's a massive inclusion and that's fine. They haven't played together before and you just look at it on paper and expect them to, to fire. They show pretty good signs. I thought Mitchell Pearson, Jake Clifford um, against the Warriors, albeit terrible conditions to sort of connect and, and play proper footy. But um, yeah, it, it's going to be a great game if, um, if, if KP can get out there and, and sort of throw the ball around. Marty, the Cowboys far too good for the Knights uh, as recently as round 11, 36 to 20 they won, but that was up there in Townsville since then. Uh, I think it was a narrow win over the Warriors, a huge demoralising loss uh, to Manly at Brookvale and then a narrow loss to the, the Sharkies in round 15. A bit all over the shop at the moment. Um, the Cowboys, after you know talking you know, not that long ago about uh, Todd Payton injecting some resilience into the squad, what are you expecting from them? Uh, mate, hard to know what to expect. I think you've just summed it up there with a bit of that inconsistency. And yet they find themselves on 14 points equal with the teams in seventh and eighth. And they're in ninth. So they're right there in the mix. I mean, I think this is pretty much the best side they can put out there. With, I like Cole Felt, Val Holmes at the back. I reckon they'll have good games and, and Hamaso as well. And I think Jason Taumalolo's, he's got to be pretty much ready to explode into a game, I think. I, I think against this Newcastle pack and against Saifidi and blokes like that, he'll want to really aim up. So I give the Cowboys a good chance. And I think just on Ponga too, I think Paul Green would certainly love to see him uh, get through the game and have a blinder because uh, wouldn't they love to get him into that Queensland side? Absolutely. Finished us with a tip. Uh, Cowboys for me. Alicia. Ooh, I've gone the Knights. Yeah, I've tipped the Knights basically just on being a home game and Cowboys not traditionally travelling that well. But, uh, yeah, very tough game uh, to pick across the board. Um, the next game, the first Sunday game, the Broncos and the Sharks up there at Suncorp Stadium. Alicia, Broncos, uh, more changes. I was going to um, to rag on Kevy for switching his halves around again, but apparently Carmichael Hunt actually picked up an injury. So uh, Brody Croft comes back in. Albert Kelly's still unavailable, so it's a little bit last man standing in the halves at the moment. Gamble and Croft there. Um, persisting with Tessie New at fullback after some bright signs when he was a late inclusion the other week. Uh, Katoni Staggs, his first game of the year after injury and suspension. A um, few more tweaks in the forward pack with players unavailable. It's um, it's all a bit of a mess at Red Hill at the moment. It just continues. Um, yeah, I mean, I think apparently they got smashed by their new uh, or high performance guy, I'm not sure, I can't remember his name, but apparently on the Sunday, and that's where all the injuries sort of came out of it. Carmichael Hunt did his calf, there were a couple of other ones, Ben Teo got injured. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously they're, they're trying to create some change up there, and whether it works against the Sharks, we'll have to wait and see. But um, Katoni Stagg's obviously the big one, he just brings so much energy to that side, and obviously he'll be a bit underdone just given he hasn't played any footy in over 12 months, but um. Be interesting to see how he goes and, and obviously you know Brody Croft being recalled it's another opportunity for him to try and make his mark on this side like um, I don't know where he's at with in terms of future but you'd think that you know he's got the next couple of weeks to really try and cement his spot in this team for the next you know couple of years if you could just nail down that number seven jersey. Marty, the Sharks um, absolutely smashed by the Storm and the Panthers and uh, comfortably beaten by South in a, a dire three weeks earlier in the year. And since then, uh, was it one, two, three, four, five straight wins or four straight wins gunning for five? So, um, yeah, they've really turned things around. They have been really impressed with the Sharks. I think they, uh, they've they found some great stability in the halves. I mean, we're talking about two sides, chalk and cheese, when it comes to their six and seven, Matt Moylan and... Sean Johnson have really got it uh, going on at the moment, playing some great footy together. So, 
as opposed to the poor old Broncos having to shuffle it around a fair bit. So I reckon Cronulla go up there full of confidence. Uh, one good thing for Brisbane, I guess, in these... Uh, well, I was going to say, will they have a crowd up there, CK? What's the, uh, the latest with lockdowns and shutouts? And uh, we yeah, had 50,000 at, uh, 50, at Suncorp for Origin. And then, of course, they went into a, a few days of lockdown in Queensland. So they'd be hoping they can get some uh, loyal Broncos fans there who are, I guess, whatever's left of them, they'd be, uh, they'd be starting to drop off a bit. And I actually think Cronulla really should go up there full of confidence the way they've been playing. And I think they can get the job done. Uh, Alicia, a tip? Yeah, Cronulla for me as well. Three tips for the Sharkies. Last game of the round, 4pm, Leichhardt Oval, Sunday afternoon. West Tigers up against the uh, Rabbitohs. Shame there'll be no one on the hill uh, for this one. Um, Alicia, Tigers, absolutely shocking performance uh, against the Melbourne Storm. As good as the Storm are and as good as the Storm were in that particular game, it was um, it was a, a pretty dire half of footy. Yeah, I was just about to call it diabolical. Um, I think in their advantage, they had that week off for as, you know, I guess people have kind of forgotten about it, not necessarily us who were talking about it, but um, I mean, I'm very like curious just with Madge, obviously not making any changes apart from Tommy Talau. I asked the Tigers what was going on there. Okay, apparently it is just being dropped, but given there's no New South Wales Cup, yeah, we'll do we don't actually well. know. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, geez, if there's any time to respond, it's in this game. They were just, as I said, they were terrible. Um, no excuses for the way that they played and, um, you know, they keep pretty much their same team. So you'd look for a bit of a response from them on Sunday. Marty, the uh, Rabbitohs sitting pretty comfortably in fourth other than two uh, shocking performances against those those two big guns, the Storm and the Panthers. They've been pretty consistent this year. Oh, they have. And I think, look, those two performances, they're obviously sides they're going to have to play further down the track. They played Penrith again before the year's out and then they'll every chance I'll play those sides in the final. So... You can't forget about those games, but they really have moved on in terms of their attacks sort of clicked back into gear the last few weeks. Alex Johnson's been scoring tries for fun. You know, they get Latrell Mitchell back there who's just on another planet with some of the footy he's been playing in origin. So massive confidence for South. You'd be very surprised if they uh, didn't go over there to Leichhardt and get the job done. Yeah, not much... Um dramas and the, the team's front either. All the Origin guys pretty much named to back up Benji Marshall back into the team after a week off due to the birth of his child. So um, smooth sailing for the Rabbitohs. Finishes up with a tip, Marty. Oh, yeah. Souths all the way. And uh, we mentioned Adam Reynolds. I guess there's another man in the, potentially in the Origin mix. So he'll be looking for a big one. So, yeah, I just think they'll be too good. Alicia? Yeah, I'm going to go to the South as well. But I just remembered that last game they played. It was obviously that golden point thriller yeah. with Burgess scoring the try. And I remember we all wrote the Tigers off that night too. So you never know. At Leichhardt, unfortunately, no crowd. But, um, you know, they might push push South to the limit. But, um, yeah, still the red and green for me. I was about to mention that the golden point uh, matchup last time they, they met. But I just, I, yeah, I don't have any confidence in the Tigers to bounce back from that loss to the, the Storm in uh, in the space of um, two weeks. So, South for me as well. That brings us to the end of our uh, preview podcast. That's all our games. Our uh, thanks once again to Sam Williams from the Raiders for joining us. Uh, thank you both, uh, Alicia and Marty, for being here. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back uh, next week for another preview.